Hello, welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Odd Week podcast that gets the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Hyundai Elantra, but not just any Elantra, the Elantra N. You can take a look at this hot rod at Elantra on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, watch it over to our Facebook page. Click that like button. That way you get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Elantra N in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Gear up with Road and Track and Car and Driver. Head to shop.roadandtrack.com to shop apparel and gear made specifically for the modern enthusiast. Whether you're looking for a sweatshirt to keep you warm as you cruise with a top down or leather keychain to keep your keys in check, there's something for every gearhead. Visit shop.roadandtrack.com and hit the road in style. And Emmett, you're here today because while I drove the Elantra N, you also drove the Elantra N and we drove some slightly different Elantra Ns, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Emmett, how was your day and how is the Elantra? The Elantra is one of those cars that I, uh, I gave back after the week. And I was like, "How do I? Uh, how do I get one? What's my uh, What's my financial dig <laughs> to, uh, to to buy one?" And unfortunately, uh, the dig was to wait uh, a few years. But it, I, I genuinely had that much fun in it. That said, Emmett, I take us on a walk around of my Elantra in, and we can go to that right now. And we are walking around the Elantra in Elantra in. What a product under the hood. 2-liter turbocharged uh, four-cylinder, 276 horse, not bad. And it has all the flash and pump and circumstance that you'd want from a sporty, compact, sporty, compact sedan, no less. The era of the sport compact, I guess, maybe is not here. This is a dwindling base, but who cares? You know, we have the Civic Type R, the Integra Type S, and the Elantra Ns. All fantastic, fun little machines. A little, might be a stretch. They have grown significantly. Elantra. What's going on with it? Probably a new Elantra coming soon and hopefully at the end to continue. Very creased. This styling is very uh, polarizing. Some could say a lot of sharp creases, but spacious trunk with a little back bar protection. And there's a little duckbill with a wing. Of course, fun stuff. Rolling on a set of 245-35-19s. Of course, Michelin Pilot Sport 4S is on the inside. Let's go in there. Manual seat cuts down on weight a little bit. This one has a six-speed manual transmission. The interior is very uh, some hard plastics, uh, some some sacrifices. Big combined touchscreen media system and digital speedo looks good. Responds well. Customizable. All that fun stuff. A little micro suede or Alcantara on the door inserts, door panel inserts, and also the seat inserts. These are moderately bolstered sports seats. Uh, they have space for. A harness as well if you want to run a bar in the back to put a little harness in you probably would need them i have a kind of a narrow build on my frame and uh still got a little wiggle room but there is a grab bar for the passenger which uh they might need it 33 745 not bad not bad at all much i mean significantly cheaper than a civic type r especially i'm sure you can get one of these probably close to msrp which is nice uh and you do feel that difference though that, that is that is one thing it does it does feel cheaper than a Civic Type R. Does that matter? It might to some, uh, but $33,000 for a sporty little compact car like this is, uh, I think these days might be going away. It's a, it's a kind of a salad days moment for the sport compact. That being said, none of this matters unless this thing is fun to drive. Spoiler, it is. Let's take this out on a quick spin. Let's talk about that interior a little bit. So I said it felt cheaper than the uh, Honda Civic Type R. That is a bold statement considering the Civic Type R is like $6,000 more expensive. It is. And it's a bold statement, I was, I was going to say. So I actually think it's almost a difference in philosophies uh, in terms of interior design from Hyundai 
uh, and Honda. I think Honda really goes for this minimalist interior, both in its feel and its look. The screens are smaller in the Honda. The screens are significantly bigger in the Elantra. The screens are also connected, if, as we sort of, as you discussed in the Elantra, you're your main sort of gauge cluster is, is slightly connected to your infotainment screen. And I think that, as we know, Hyundai is sort of a tech-forward, almost, I would, I, I dare to say, young person-focused company. Um, and I think that they're willing to make some bigger risks, maybe make some bigger mistakes in how their interior comes out. I think I agree. I prefer the, the Honda's interior, but I think that the Hyundai, the Elantra and interior is, is perhaps cooler if you're a sport uh, compact buyer, particularly of a younger age. And I should just mention, I got the price difference wrong. The 2024 Civic Type R starts at 44795 So that's a $10,000 bump to get into a Honda. I will say as much also about the Civic Type R. The seats in the Civic Type R, we, we've discussed this at nauseum because we've both driven... We've driven the, the, the set, the Integra, the Civic, and the Elantra N. We've driven them both. Well, all three of them. And the seats in the Type R felt truly special. That's not necessarily the case for the Elantra N, but I also imagine there's a non-zero amount of people that, if they were to track this Elantra N, would throw in an aftermarket seat. I agree, but I don't even know if they would need to. I thought what maybe the most aggressive part of the interior of the Elantra is the seat. It's one of those seats that, because I'm short and I bring the wheel close to me, I sort of had to slither into because it really does have some tight bolsters. It's not as comfortable or even maybe as supportive as the Type R seat, but it's definitely an aggressive seat. That said, we do need to know how this thing drives. So let's go to that right now. There's a handful of drive modes. There's Comfort, which we're in right now. Sport, which we just shifted to, opens up the exhaust, gives you a little more aggressive throttle tip. And of course, the shift mapping, the TransLogic is all you. Uh, there's also an Eco mode, which I probably should have used more, just cruising around. I'm sure it's fine, but the real star of the show is none of them. Uh, it's on the steering wheel with the N buttons. Now you can throw it into N mode, which puts you in ESC Sport, uh, puts you in full sport everything, heavy steering, heavy suspension, good stuff, firms everything up. It is how this car should be driven. Uh, or you can throw it into a custom mode, which I have all of that except for the ESC and the suspension. Uh, which the ESC is on normal mode, so I have this, it's monitoring wheel slip uh, aggressively, uh, which is fine for the road. And also the suspension is soft and pliable for these destroyed Michigan roads. That's not just a meme, it is great. Uh, but that also unloads some snaps and crackles in the exhaust. You get a nice exhaust note, good tip in. I'm a borderline aggressive tip and very natural. Uh, now, when you're really driving this thing, the shifts, this shifter might be a little rubbery, but I feel it clicks in so well. Nice engagement. It feels very natural when you're rolling through the gears. Uh, it, really, it really clicks in. Again, a little rubbery. Some might critique that, uh, but I like that little, it's still, despite it being rubbery, there's a positive engagement. There's a rev match button. Uh, for, to turn it off or turn it on right on the steering wheel. Right now, when you, when the, in, in the end mode, it turns on automatically, but if you feel confident, you can turn it off. The steering is admittedly, you know, rubbery, uh, feels like a video game controller, but that's just the way we live with EPS a lot of these days. Uh, an aggressive tire though, but despite it being kind of, you know, rubbery, 
Um, it does have a good weight to it in the sport mode. Again, you can control the weight. You can have a light steering in sport mode and the in custom mode if you want. You can also have different in custom modes. I believe there's two different pre-selected options. You get, on downshifts, you get the snaps and crackles. This thing is a hoot. I'm sure on track, it's slower than the Civic Type R. I'm sure in a straight line, it's slower than Civic Type R. That's just, and it feels cheaper than a Civic Type R, because it is. Uh, but it's, again, cheaper than a Civic Type R. Uh, it's, <laughs> and, and quite honestly, you know, dollar for fun, it's a scratch. This thing just brings a smile to your face when you're banging the gears and you hear that almost rally-inspired snap and crackle. The clutch has some weight to it, good control on the clutch. The brakes, brakes are kind of soft, but you can modulate them pretty well. This thing is a, is a good car. If I was given the option to buy one of these or a Stoke Type R at MSRP, I would be a conflicted person. That being said, we can head back to the studio. Take on the tail of the dragon and experience the best of bourbon country on Road and Track's Smoky 600 Rally. Join Road and Track for a four-day adventure through Appalachia featuring curated group drives led by editors. Track time, distillery tours, and tastings, and stays at boutique hotels, culminating in a spirited grand finale drive down the tail of the dragon. Visit experiences.roadandtrack.com to reserve your spot today. It's, it's really interesting to hear your take on it because I think I agree with about... 90% of it. I think the, the real takeaway of the Elantra N is that it's just uh, it's just fun. It's, it's hard not to have a good time driving it. It's very fun. I think from my perspective, that stems from the exhaust note. I think that is probably the most obvious like way to enjoy a car. It's very visceral. It has that you know attachment to Hyundai's WRC efforts because it sounds like a burble tune almost, which some people hate burble tunes. I like them. Don't sue me that I don't have the good lawyer. But yeah, I, I think that this car, like I said in the little pre-recorded thing, it, it just makes me happy. Um, but you did not drive a manual transmission one. Uh, you drove a one with a DCT. Uh, can you tell me about that experience? Yeah, and I think that's where I diverge from you. I kind of wish I had driven the manual one because I'm versed in the... Uh the ways of the dual clutch transmission i owned i own currently a uh, dsg vw i've driven my family has had many dsg vws so i'm familiar with the uh, dual clutch and i think that this dual clutch while being effective in in many ways you know it's pretty quick to shift once you're moving paired with the end mode like you're talking about it's a nice crisp shift and you get those nice pops and burbles both on up and down shifts it's, it's a it's rewarding to use performance driving and highway driving. However, in traffic driving, slow speed driving, parking lots, uh, it's super jerky. I think it, it creeps a little too fast almost. Like there was times in traffic where I'd have my foot on the brake, you know, slowly letting off to sort of simulate that engagement uh, of a clutch. And it would just start moving forward at five it felt like close to like five to ten miles an hour. That's where it was a little bit alarming in traffic. So it's the DCT is well worth it if you're going to be someone who is driving hard all the time and on the highway. But if you're going to be someone who's sitting in traffic, I think it's sort of the it's hard to choose between the lesser of two evils, quote unquote, in that case, because you're either going to be driving stick in traffic or you're going to be sort of driving a uh, 
a confused jerky eight-speed dual clutch. Yeah, traffic is always the bane of everyone's existence. I will say the DCT has something that kind of shows what Hyundai was trying to do with this Elantra uh, in so much as the end grin shift. Naming something grin, it shows like they're trying, they're actively trying to make a car fun. Did you get a chance to try the end grin shift and uh, did you like it? I tried it many times and I was going to say it's perhaps the most redeeming quality of that transmission is that you press that button and it, it feels like the car is genuinely uh, transformed powertrain-wise. It kicks you down really fast. The best way to use it is to be ready for it, to be you know, already sort of in a spirited driving mode or if you're going to pass someone on the highway. You hit that, it drops you down, you floor it, and it, it, you know, it not only feels faster in terms of power delivery and response, but that sort of snap from shift to shift is quicker than you can kind of even realize it's it's, it's changed. So the, the end grin mode is, again, to Hyundai's credit, they really do put tech savvy uh, fun forward. And I think adding both the regular end mode and the grin shift mode is a testament to the fact that they don't need to be too serious. They know that they're a, uh, and this car doesn't need to be too serious. They, it knows that it's a, a hooligan at heart. Oh, yeah, for sure. This is not... I don't think Hyundai was ever thinking about Nürburgring times when like they're trying to name a mode grin. Uh, which, uh, hats <laughs> off to you guys, the, the engineering team behind it. It's, it's very fun. That said, on a quick spin, I tried to get to the essence of the automobile, and the Elantra N is no exception. So, Emmett, I want to ask you, what is the essence of the 2023 Hyundai Elantra N? What's its raison d'etre? Why is Hyundai making this, and why should I buy one? I think Hyundai's making this to prove that uh, they know what they're doing when it comes to performance cars and that they like they don't need to be laying down Nürburgring times, even though I know they're potentially thinking of doing that with the Ionic 5N, but they don't need to be doing that uh, to, to have a fun car. I think that what makes the Elantra N sort of so fun is its imperfections, sort of how rowdy it is. And having driven all a lot of these sport compacts this year, it was the only one that I got out of and really genuinely thought I could... Uh, see myself owning, if only for the impractical reason of wanting to giggle so much while while owning it. So no, totally. That said, Emmett, I think that's a good place to put a pin in it. Thank you so much for driving this with me and driving the DCT version. I really appreciate it. Of course, that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm here for. And listener, if you could hop in your digital Elantra in and head over to the Apple Podcast Store or Spotify where we listen to this and drop us a five star, really appreciate it. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership. None of this could be possible. So thank you for listening.